Welcome into the Bear Down Podcast right here on the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah. You can listen to our show weeknights 6 to 8 right here on ESPN 1000. Tuesdays and Thursdays, we bring to you Bears Conversation on the Bear Down Podcast. Abdallah, this week, week 15 in the NFL, the Bears host the Eagles. The Eagles, the best team in the NFL. They come to town, Soldier Field, Sunday at noon. But the Bears have a star in the making at quarterback, Justin Fields. Can he fight off the resistance in the Eagles as they come to town? I'm really, I'm really trying to build this up for people. I'm really trying to get people into this. Let's go. That's the wrong Star Wars music. I'll get the other one going. Hold on. Here it is. A new Fields and the Bears upset the Eagles this weekend. After many years of lack of having a quarterback. <laughs> the resistance is strong in the Chicago Bears as they have found a star. This is all scrolling, by the way, right? Uh, in Justin Fields, he brings a new hope <laughs> to the franchise <laughs> as they face the gauntlet that is the Eagles and then the Bills, the two best teams in football. Can one of the worst teams in football compete and stay alive or will evil triumph and the, the Eagles and the Bills crush the Bears in these next two games. Will Justin Fields survive as we look upon our heroes as they descend upon the fields of soldier? A wipe transition and then boom, there you are. The kickoff is about to take it's place. Just, it's just Fields and Claypool just walking through the desert. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, they're screwed. <laughs> well, like how I was gonna lead it is like, all right, Yurko or Wookie? <laughs> the the Yurko Wookie cuts yeah. are still in there. Of that that bit was they from 2015. Yeah, they made it. <laughs> 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 well, see, this is what happens when you have, like, I put them 30th in my cover five, in my, not cover five, in my uh, five up, five down uh, on the big show, the Bears, and yeah. the Eagles are the number one team in football. It's a and, mismatch. Like, and, like, that's what we're talking it is about here. certainly like, a mismatch. And, and then next week against the Bills, like, they're the second best team in football right now. I had them as number three, but like metric wise, like you could argue that th- look, they're facing the two best teams in football. Yeah, they are. Like and this is going to be tough. I, I <laughs> this is going to be real tough. To be to be uh, full transparency with our, our great listeners of the Bear Down podcast, uh, that was not scripted. That was not planned. <laughs> uh, I just as we started, I just started to like go down a path of let's just really sell this sucker. Let's really get people behind this, and uh, so hopefully the first minute or two. All you had to say a- was rebellion, and I, and I just went. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> The resistance. Yeah, resistance, resistance, yeah. <laughs> but really, uh, big picture, though, when you look at the Eagles. Yeah, they're screwed. Well, <laughs> I mean, they're screwed. It's no. also what you hope Ryan Poles can pull yeah. off in the next offseason. No, I get that. And that's like, to Get me, Jalen Hurts some, uh, some weapons. And, and really, the way Hurts has played, yeah. I would imagine Justin Fields at his apex will be better than Jalen Hurts. I don't think yeah. that's a crazy thing to suggest. No. That when they're both in their prime, that fields could be better. That's fair, I guess. I mean, I feel he was like... a better prospect. He was a better prospect, a better but, college we, player. but we've known that... that Wasn't Hertz, he the better college player? That Hurts has just gotten better every Hertz single year. Hurts won more I know. in college. Yeah, he did. He did. 
But I think it's all about the weapons. I mean, look at these guys. They've got A.J. Brown. They've got Devontae Smith. They've got two. Devontae Smith would be a one on this team in a second. Yeah. Like, he would instantly come in and Slim Reaper would be number one, which is his, his nickname in, uh, in college, for those yes. who don't know. Yes. Um, I mean, the dude's got, so far this year, Devontae Smith has 775 yards and A.J. Brown has over 1,000 yards already. Like, already. And there's still four games left. And so, yeah, sure. If you bring in those types of wide receivers, I don't think those types of wide receivers are available this year, though. I don't think there's, I don't think the Bears that are positioned to draft someone like Devontae Smith or A.J. Brown, right, in the draft. They have higher needs that are more franchise uh, bench uh, cornerstones is the word I'm looking for. Sure. Of this franchise, a, a defensive tackle, a defensive end, an offensive tackle. Like those are guys that you're going to that'll be on your team. If you get an offensive tackle, that dude's on your team for 12-15 years, right? If you get a defensive end, the, the NFL's different now, but you could he can be on your team for the next 8 8 or so years, right? A wide receiver, th- look AJ Brown's a perfect example. He was up for new money. The Titans didn't want to pay him, so they traded him and thought they could draft the next AJ Brown. It failed. They couldn't do it. A.J. Brown is still one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. So if an opportunity comes up after this draft, right? Like, let's say the Bears use all their draft picks, right? They draft a defensive tackle. They get Jalen Carter. Maybe they trade back. They get the defensive tackle out of Clemson. And then they draft a wide receiver late in the first round or early in the second round or whatever it is. And then next year, you get a disgruntled wide receiver, and you get a dude who says, hey, guess what? I want out. Or, how about this? A little bit of news. Hmm. I don't know if you've seen, but the rumors are, and he could just be posturing for more money, that Odell Beckham Jr. is going to wait for the offseason. Who's got the most money? Well, yeah. he and, and that, that was something that um, maybe you were out. Carmen and Yurko were talking about uh, free agent yeah. wide receivers. Yeah. He'd instantly be the the only one. Yeah, and and w- what I said is like um, someone suggested DeAndre Hopkins. Tyler suggested DeAndre. Yeah, this is how it played out. You weren't here on Monday. I was not. So on Friday, Tyler Friday. and I had a discussion about DeAndre Hopkins yeah. on Waddle and Sylvie. On Monday, Carmen referenced that conversation. Mm-hmm. On Mondays, Carmen and Yurko, and I followed up by saying, "That's the conversation we were having." But you know the name that's next on the list. The next name for Bears fans to suggest is going to be, hey, Odell Beckham Jr. is available. 100%. And boom, you nailed it. Yeah. Well, I look, he's great when he's healthy. Yeah. I mean, when was the last time he was great? He had a great year for the Rams. He had a great year for the Rams? I thought he did. Didn't he? Talk amongst yourselves. I don't know if it was a great year. Didn't he? He wasn't there the entire season, was I said, he? Talk amongst yourselves. I am talking amongst myself. Uh, so, I, I, I think it's been a couple of years since he's been very good. So for two, he was he was on two teams. You're right. He was on two teams in 2021. He was on Cleveland and yeah. the Rams. Right. Right. He wasn't good with uh, Cleveland. No. Because remember, wasn't. it was Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham, and Baker couldn't find either of them. Yeah. He had when he got to the Rams, he had five touchdowns. On uh, and 305 yards on 27 receptions. 
Yeah, he he wasn't playing well. When when was the last time you he have had his, five touchdowns? When was the last time he had over like fifty receptions? Um. Uh. Twenty nineteen. He had yeah. seventy four. Right. And then seventy seven the year before that. But right. So in, in the last three years, what what's the in, total of but receptions? The pro- but the problem was in twenty twenty he wasn't healthy. He only played in seven games. Okay. And he had twenty three receptions in seven games. Do the math. He would have had over fifty. Okay. So what what was in last year? He had twenty six. Last year he had forty four total. Yeah. Of, in between two teams. Yeah, he can certainly still play. I just don't know if he's like top, I'm not break- top five wide receiver. Look, anymore. I'm not breaking the bank for him, and I don't think he would come to the Bears because he wants to win yeah, now. They're, and they're also not flashy enough. I, I think uh, he's no, he's egocentric, and well, I don't think the, coming and playing with the Chicago Bears is look at the is teams going he's looking at. The ego. He's right. looking at Dallas. He's right. looking at the Bills. Right. Like he's looking at teams that are gonna that are like a game away from winning championship the Super Bowl. level teams yeah. or teams on the coast. Yeah. Those, that, that's what he, he fits in in New York and Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Those are the two teams that he's had some success with. Yeah. Like the Cleveland thing never really. No, but you're going to get calls that say that. I'm just saying that, like, the dude's out there. He is. The dude is out there. He is. But, I don't, but my point is that next year, if you're, like, let's say the Bears are what we think they're going to be next year, and they're an, let's say conservatively, seven-win team, Right. Then you're in that middle seven, eight wins where we thought they'd be this year, where you've got a number 15, 16, 17, 18th pick, right? Maybe you find that disgruntled wide receiver and you trade that pick for whoever's next as the wide receiver who's not going to get paid by their team. Well, I'd say this. uh, My logic would suggest... If you're just if you're thinking that they'll just get better, I don't know. They proved to us this year that they're way worse than what we thought. No, but I think that with the if you have the kind of money that look if you're if you've got over a hundred million dollars in cap space, and you have the quarterback, and you have all your draft picks, and you have a second or third overall pick, you better win four or five more games. Yeah, I'm with you, especially if you spend a lot of that money on defense. Like you better, and you can get the defense to middle of the pack. Yeah, now now you can. We've talked about it. Compete. They're a top ten defense or top ten offense. I mean, they're a top ten offense since the Patriots Patriots game through now, minus the game that Justin Fields didn't play against the Jets. They're a top ten offense. So if you can maintain that and add to that and remain a top 10 offense and be a top 15 defense, that's eight wins. And I'm not, I don't know what the win total is going to be. Well, yada, yada, whatever, whatever. That's in the future. My point whatever, is... Whatever, my, whatever, whatever. My point Get is... Get out of here, whatever. My point is that <laughs> if you have all that money to spend whatever, whatever. and you can't add talent, then yeah. Ryan Poles is a problem, right? Yeah, and Eberflus is a problem. Yep. But now we're talking Eagles and Bears and how bad the Bears are going to Yeah. And uh, Luke Getze spoke to the media today, uh, Thursday, at Hallis Hall. And uh, he was talking about Justin Fields and his success last time out against the Green Bay Packers in the past game. Here's Getze talking about that Packers game. You know, there was a lot of factors. I think, 
you know, I think Justin felt good. Um, I think, again, the continuing to grow through what we're doing, um, his ability to kind of manipulate protections when we need to. I thought the protection was better. Um, so that I think anytime you have a cleaner pocket, you have an opportunity to perform the task a little bit easier. Um, but I think, you know, the receivers did a nice job being where they were supposed to be when they were supposed to be. So it was just a little bit better execution maybe than, than, than we've had. Um, but it usually starts up front. And with that said, starting up front, guess who was asked to follow up is then the key to unlocking the success for Justin Fields within the offensive line. No, I, I listen, I think it's, I say it all the time, it takes 11 people to perform everything. So I think that is a big part of it, and it always will be. Like the, the line of scrimmage part of it is why we've been able to run the ball well. Um, but being able to protect in the pass game is the most important thing that you that you need to do. So, like, you talk about developing a quarterback, like the first thing you do is you go through pass protections before you even talk about a, a pass play. You know, you got to be able to protect the quarterback first. And so, yes, that's a huge element of why. And that's Luke Getze at House Hall today. I would say Luke Getze, um, yeah, it's a huge reason why, but I would say yes, 100%. That's the key to unlocking the quarterback. Think back to last year when Fields is struggling to then go into the start of this season. When Fields has struggled, why has that been? It's been because he's running around for his life. He's not calm in the pocket. He doesn't have time. He can't look for the the next option in the route tree. I, I really feel like the play of the offensive line has improved throughout the season. And because the offensive line has improved, Justin Fields has then improved right with the offensive line and has been able to develop here throughout the second and third portions of this season as we head into that final fourth stage of the season. It's the offensive line and their ability to run block and then learning how to pass block and keeping the quarterback upright has 100% directly affected in a positive fashion the way that Justin Fields has been able to develop here over the last couple of weeks of this season. Yeah. 100%. Oh, absolutely. And I think they've, you know, they've come a long way and it doesn't mean that you're not going to add this offseason. And I think that <laughs> excuse me, when you look at this team moving forward, there's some nice pieces there, right? There's some nice pieces on that offensive line that you're happy to see shine. You're happy to see, like, like we talked about it before, you know? Like, I don't expect this defense to play well, but there's nice pieces and flash plays that I like to see. It's kind of the same way we've talked about fields before, right? The way we talked about fields last year and the way we talked about fields at the beginning of the season, nice player, I've seen flashes, I haven't seen them put everything together yet. Same with this offensive line. Decent, okay, players. They're good when they're running the football. They can push dudes around and create space for running the ball. That's fine. But when you're pass protecting, it's different. There's a huge difference between pushing people forward and trying to stop people from pushing you back, right? And I feel like that they're getting better at the latter part of that, of stopping people from pushing them into Justin Fields. And that's good yeah. for Fields. That's what we've seen. And that's the thing. is like look at, look at teams with good offensive lines. Look at the Eagles and how long it's taken them to put together that offensive line. Like some offensive linemen will tell you that it can take years for an offensive line to finally gel and be what they want to be. Like look at like Brady when he was with the Patriots. That often remember the commercial of him taking his offensive lineman out to dinner yeah. and him doing You know how long it took them to get that offensive line together? Like that's my point is that this isn't a quick fix. This isn't something but the fact that it's come together 
so far this season and he hasn't gotten killed is good, right? It's, it's a positive. And they're playing better, and that's the direct result of why he's been able to play and stand in the pocket longer. One more thing from Luke Getze today at Hallis Hall. He was asked, does he believe that he needs to see Fields with a late game-winning uh, drive, big moment to get over the hump? Right to take it to the next level, do you have to see Fields complete one of those end of the game positive situations, win a game, late field goal, touchdown? He's the reason to see Fields get to that next point. I truly don't, and maybe I'm the the outcast. I don't truly believe that one moment is going to change anything. I think that we're where we are, where we said we were when we got together and we wanted to put a, a particular play style on film, we want to make sure we're playing the game the way we want to play it. We want our film, we want people to feel our film. Uh, we need to continue to grow in that area. And then when you continue to grow in your execution, then that stuff will happen. And, then, and when you start looking outside, it's like, oh, we need this or we need that moment or we need, I think that's when you get lost in what really matters. And that's playing together and that's getting a high level of execution. And I think as our execution continues to get better, then those things will, will happen where we won't even need maybe all those last minute uh, you know, shenanigans that we keep, getting, we keep running into. So I just think that, I think that it's, you know, as you watch our film from last week, our execution wasn't great. Um, and, and, and like these certain moments of the game, and that's what hurt us. And it, it's, I don't think there's a particular two-minute drive or anything like that that we'd need, uh, but winning is contagious. And so when we, when we, I think to your point, when you start to win, I think then it starts to, then you start to get a better confidence about yourself. But I think what you guys have seen and what you feel from our offense is that the guys believe and that the guys feel like they're getting better and the confidence exudes from that. And I think that's what, you know, the product's looking better. I do think that Justin feels each week seems like he's a little bit more confident. And it's not like he lacked confidence, but like you can tell that he's aware that he's one of the best players on the field. Well, it's not necessarily confidence. It's, it's, it's comfortableness, comfort. He looks more comfortable yeah. standing back there rather than nope and running. Like he looks, yeah. Like he looks like like when there's a, when there's one step back to it. All right, see when, you later. When a, a second and a half goes by and there's an <laughs> offensive lineman falling into your lap, like that's a problem, right? So now since the offensive line is playing better, he looks just more comfortable, and it also becomes with like we're what we're how how many games is this? We're 13 games in. He's played 13 games. He's played 12 games because he sat out that one game. So we're 12 games into the season, into this system. He should be looking more comfortable. Yeah. That's expected. As the more, That's why I don't understand the let's sit him out the rest of the season and put him in bubble wrap and, and to continue our Star Wars references, let's put him in frozen carbonite and just keep him until next year. Because with every game, he's learning more and more of this system and he's getting better and better and more confident and more comfortable. And I want that to translate to next season. I don't want him to get hurt. If he was injured, I would say don't put him out there. But he's healthy, learning on the job against these two defenses that they face in the Eagles and the Bills coming up is huge because I think that they still have an opportunity to get a couple wins here. Not against the Eagles and the Bills, but I think that we've seen that they can beat the Vikings. I think they can beat the Vikings. They almost beat the Vikings the first time. That ball was literally ripped out of some dude who's not even on the team's hands anymore. Yeah. 
They almost beat the Vikings. And in that game, who was the best player in that game? Justin Fields was. It was Justin Fields. And they almost beat the Lions. You have two winnable games the rest of the season. I would like to see them find a way to win at least one of those, right? Now, the Eagles and the Bills are different, but I want to see him play against those defenses. Oh, I think they can beat the Vikings, absolutely. I also think um, there's a little bit, uh, people are going a little overboard with the Detroit Lions love. Uh, you know, if you're a Bears fan, now you're you're on the air saying you're you're a Lions guy. It's, oh, come it's a on. little strange. Say his no? name. There's a name attached to that? You heard it this morning. Say his name. Um, what show? The Cap and J Hood show. Oh, was that is that what Jonathan was saying? No, Cap was saying it. Oh, my Lions team. <laughs> my Lions. Team. My Lions team. My Lions team. Yeah, I think people are going a little over the top with the Lions. They did. They were a team that yeah. lost six of seven to They're start fine. the year. They've won five of six as of late. Yeah. They're playing better. I yeah. get that. They still have Jared Goff as their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, okay. Your Lions team. I got it. Then you know. Here, here's the other thing. To your point, Fields played twelve games last season. He threw seven touchdowns. He had 10 interceptions, quarterback rating of 73, and a completion percentage of 58. This year, he's played in 12 games. Mm-hmm. He has a completion percentage of 62. Better. He has 13 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. How many of those are – does that factor in the rushing touchdowns? No, the rushing touchdowns is 8-2. Uh, to two. Last year, he only had two. This Woof. year, has eight. Uh, so, I, And then also the quarterback rating. His rating is up to 85 yeah. from 73 last year. Yeah. So in every category, he is getting better. This isn't a Zach Wilson mm-hmm. backslide. This isn't guy who is propped up to be a starter yeah. who isn't worthy of it. Every single category, he has gotten better with time. And can I And can, so to your point, more time would suggest that he will continue to get better. Keep playing him. And I would like to give I know we don't do this a lot, but this is the metric that we judge. I say this every time that the Bears are a touchdown or more underdog. We have to hold Matt Eberflus to the same standard that we held Matt Nagy who went over 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 against the spread when they were a touchdown or more dog. Okay? So far this season, the Bears are 4-8-1 and one against the spread. However, two of those covers have been when they were a touchdown or more underdog. They were a, touch, they were a 10-point underdog against the Packers. They lost that game 27-10, obviously not a cover. They were an 8.5-point dog against the Minnesota Vikings. They lost that game 29-22, a cover. They were an 8.5 dog against the Patriots after the mini-buy. They won that game outright 33-14. And the last one against Dallas, they were a nine and a half point dog. They lost that game uh, 49 to 29. Obviously not a cover. All of those games happen to be on the road. This is the first time that they will be under Matt Eberflus, a touchdown or more underdog at home with two weeks to prepare. So one thing I can give Matt Eberflus credit for, and I think we should, is that his teams are prepared. And I can argue that, that, that if... Justin Fields touches that guy down in in uh, Dallas. Yes. I'm not saying they win that game. No, but they cover. They might cover. That game might end differently. They were scoring a lot of points. They were scoring a lot of points. They came all the way back in that game. The defense was giving up a lot of points, but they were scoring, they were scoring. some more. They were moving so, the football. I'm just saying that he is so far 2-2 two and two as a head coach. His team is playing for him. 
It doesn't seem like they've quit on him. Like we no. looked at Matt Nagy's teams have quit on him. No, the defense, no chance. no chance. He is a defensive head coach, and the defense is atrocious. Yeah. I understand that. But dudes are playing hard, right? And now you've got – you're getting some guys back. You're getting – you know, Kyler Gordon's going to play – going to be out there. Jaquan Brisker's going to be out there. Eddie Jackson's done for the season. That's going to be a big loss. But you've got dudes out there now who I want to see make some plays, and I hope that they can find a way to at least cover the spread – uh, because it looks like they're going to be another touchdown or more dog against the Bills as well. So we'll have another opportunity to rate Matt Eberflus again. Call your shot then. Uh, Jack Sanborn game? <laughs> no, I think this is a Jalen Hurts No, this game. is, this is a, a, a sack and scoop and score from <laughs> Sanborn. Maybe when Minshew's in, when they're, they're down, Wait, they're you're not, down 21 you're not in the, the Sanborn game? No, nah, they're down 21 in the fourth, and Hurts is on the sideline with the, it, with the big. It's going to be cold on Sunday. I think so he's just... Got, He's got, like, that big coat on. Just laid it out there. Jack Sanborn off the corner. Blindside smacks Hurts. So does this... Fumble. So is Sanborn... Scoop. So, score. Bears win. So is Sanborn Harrison Ford? Sure. All right. Who's Chewy? Uh, Chewy would be... Uh, that would be Luke Getze. Okay. <laughs> He's just out there after the game. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> well, we've broken Abdallah, and that means that's the end of the podcast. We will talk to you next Tuesday for the Bear Down podcast. Tuesdays and Thursdays, right here on the ESPN Chicago app. Bears Eagles, fight the resistance.